Hi, this is Melba Moore. When I'm in London, I listen to All Flavors Radio. All Flavors Radio. So many of you are looking for fulfillment where it can never be found. You are looking for fulfillment in things, possessions, money, recognition. You are looking for fulfillment in another person, praise from a parent, love from another person, a well done from the world. But here's the problem. You can never find it outside of you. It can only be found within you. All the happiness and joy you could ever hope for and more, it is within you now. The truth is, we don't need all those other things to complete our life. We don't need anything outside ourselves to be happy right now. Think back to a time in your life. You didn't have those things you seek, but we're still happy. Perhaps when you were a child, perhaps not too long ago. The reason why you were happy without those things is down to what you chose to focus on. Your focus wasn't on what was not there. It was on what was there, and happiness is always there if you choose to focus on finding it. We tend to always look for happiness outside ourselves, but we all know that it doesn't come from there. Whatever we perceive as reality becomes our reality. If you listen to the world and the opinions of others, you may well come to believe that happiness is only gained once you make money or get that nice car, that great house. Why do we want those things anyway? Why do we want the car, the house, the money, that perfect person? All of it without exception we want because we believe getting it will make us better. We believe it will make us feel better, make us feel happier. Don't get dragged into the expectations of society. You don't need this and that to be happy and complete. What you need is always within you. It never goes away. You are complete right now. Look within you, feel the truth that is. You can decide to be happy right now. Find something to be grateful for. Choose to lift others up. Give attention rather than seek it. Find your life's purpose and set goals that light the spark within you. Believe in yourself. Believe you deserve it all. Believe your life has meaning. There is nothing you cannot accomplish when you are free from the burden of looking for things outside of yourself to fulfill you. Just know you have the answers. Trust your intuition. Trust everything will be okay in the end. Everything will be great in the end. Everything will be magical in the end. It's called belief. It's called faith. Faith in yourself. Belief in yourself.
Good evening, world. How are you doing out there in all flavors land? I am Wimbo77. And I am Naturally Lily. How are you doing, Naturally Lily? And you made it just in the nick of time. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. And I asked you about your day. How was it? It's been all right. You get through the d- those days, don't you? You get yeah. through the days. I know. I totally understand. And I'm hearing a little hum in the studio, so we're just going to sort that out. Or we'll get we'll get round to it. So what are our questions for today, naturally, Lily? Uh, do you want to ask them while I find and sort myself out? Okay. Um, so our questions for today are, do you believe in karma? That's one. And paying it forward. As well as... Is it okay for your fiancé to have a sugar daddy? He's treating you both, right? Now, I mean, we've had a lot of kind of feedback feedback from this. Well, some feedback, should we say, in the chat room of Facebook. And um, I'm not too sure. It's a bit of a mixed kind of bag there. And it is, we've already been told that it's not the greatest question to ask why it's a question exactly it is a question guys let, let's just say we have a talk show we're going to pick topics <laughs> yeah <laughs> that may be a bit controversial you know it's a question I've, it's been asked yeah these are questions that we source from other places and sometimes these are questions that people ask us so you know we're gonna we're gonna try and answer them aren't we we most definitely are so let us know if you can hear that hum out there because it is um, rather disturbing so naturally Lily, let's start with our facts then our facts i've got quite a lot there so we'll get through them over the next few weeks okay but they these are interesting facts that are to do with us as human beings so what what are they it says you should throw away the cotton in your medication bottles believe it or not the little ball of cotton that comes in your bottle of pills which is there to keep the pill safe during shipping is meant to be removed it can collect moisture because of its absorbent nature which makes your pills deteriorate faster i think that's more applicable to the us though because we don't really get our pills in a bottle we usually get packets Mm. but i know they get theirs in like an orange like an orange tube yeah thing maybe that was something that happened before isn't it what's that the pills in the bottle but uh, i know that now they they get they have punch back packs with the day that you take them time that you take them you get the chemist that sorts out like older people's medication yeah but i know this is definitely like more relative to the us but even still you know when you get like um there are other little things that come with those little absorbent packs that you're mm. supposed to throw away. Yeah. Sometimes you can find a couple of them. You know, there's like silicone bags. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should really get rid of them. Oh, not the silicone not keep anyway. them around, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting fact. Okay. And then the next one is, it is it's easy to calculate a tip without a ca- calculator. Mm. Assuming you want to tip 20% for good service, move the decimal, po- decimal point one digit to the left and then double that number it's that easy for example if a bill is 35.50 you move the decimal to the left which gives you three dollars 55 double that number and you've got seven dollars 10 a 20 percent tip calculated in seconds i think that's much better than the added gratuity that they just put on the bill Mm. assuming that you want to pay 
gratuity even when you had a really bad waiter yeah I've done, I've had that before where they've we, and the funny thing is we wanted to um, pay the bill mm. um, so we paid him with the, the tip on top but the guy says no you've got to pay the actual bill Something I can't remember how it worked out. So I said, take the take the gratuity off. Yeah. And still ended up giving him the same amount of money. So, <laughs> you know, it's um, it is what it is, I guess, in that sense. But yeah, but that's twenty percent. How does it work here? Because in the US, I know that their waiters get mm. most of their earnings from their tips, whereas here does most of it come from an actual wage that like you'll get 15 pound an hour or whatever that tip generally goes back into the pot of the owner doesn't it yeah i think it's not yeah i think it's more of a wage here but what i generally do is if i um can yeah daddy and i went out the other day and um he was like oh they got a tip box at the top mm. but sometimes if there's a tip box that tip it's box got to, to be him. shared yeah so i prefer for it to go to the actual waiter yeah that served us but you sometimes know? they might have poli- oh god i knocked it they might, have, oh they might have policies in place right where they say you're not allowed to take tips from customers it has to go in the tip box yeah therefore yeah. everyone gets treated fairly but i don't think that's fair because someone may be a really bad waiter, mm. but they'll get the same tip amount than that guy that treated you really well. Yeah, and it's, it's down to the person that's serving you, isn't it, at the yeah. end of the day. I always leave the tip on the, I always leave the, tip on the table. Do and, you? Yeah. And then walk out kind of thing. And then they can do with it what they will. Yeah. 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 Daddy was like, oh, the people over there might take it, so they're not going to take it. And, you know, it's not... I like to tip well as well because mm. they work hard. There was one lovely lady one time and... Um, yeah, just thought it, it's not always ten percent of the bill, is it? Sometimes it's a if your bill's like ten pounds, you're only gonna get like a pound or yeah. something. Or um, yeah, it's about a pound, isn't it? So, yeah. You know. So, but we can calculate. Oh, guys, I'm just going to I'm just going to um, go to a quick um, song break and sort this out. Okay, so just stick with us, and we'll see y'all in five. of HQ there riding high and I think we have got it all together there you go naturally Lily how are you doing I'm much better 
Oh, humming, humming, humming. It's almost like a, a, having a hummingbird in the studio with us. So we were talking about it's easy to calculate a tip without a calculator. And I must admit, Lily, you know, I've been doing this um, maths course. Yeah. And some of the little tips that you've given me, like um, adding 10%. So, did you see yeah. yeah how quickly it's 35 like three pound 50 that it was so quick and then if it's five percent yeah of that but I'm, I'm learning now it's um when it comes to fractions that it's always a fraction of the larger number so if it's like um within 10 it would be one over 10 in a fraction yeah but say if it was seven um seven over 10 that's seven tenths of like seven pence out of 10 pence yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's kind of coming to me sometimes we'd learn these things a bit later on in life but it's funny i taught you know. someone how to work out percentages um mm. today there was using a calculator to work something out of 50 yeah Half. like the person no the person had gotten like 33 out of 50 on a test okay and they went to calculate it on the calculator and i was like no just double the number yeah because it's a uh, even though it's out of 50, it's like if you doubled 50, it'd make 100, wouldn't it? Mm, so mm. then you'd get 66 out of 100. So that'd be 66%. Right. But they were, they couldn't understand the concept. It's hard sometimes when you don't know because you can't get your head around it. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't get your head around things. But thankfully, we get there in the end. We do get there in the end. So number three, you're the tallest first thing in the morning. So if you're feeling a bit on the short side... <laughs> Measure yourself when you wake up. Okay. According to Jamaica Hospital Medical Centre, whoop, whoop, Jamaica, <laughs> and this phenomenon may be due to gravity compressing cartilage. Remember we spoke about yeah. the light emitting the other day as well? Yeah. In our spine and in other parts of our bodies, such as our knees, when we stand up or sit down throughout the day. While we are laying down in a resting position, the spine is said to spread out mm -hmm. or decompress. So when we wake in the morning, we're taller after lying in bed all night. I've got another one that links to this. An What's interesting that? fact. You're heavier the higher up you weigh yourself in a building. How comes? Because of gravity. Wow. Which is it's awful because I weighed myself yesterday on the 30, 22nd, 23rd floor. <laughs> Which you don't really... And it was after lunch as well. No, but yeah, you're actually heavier. Yeah. Um the higher up you weigh yourself wow see there you go facts these fun facts are actually great tips to to help us to see how we function in life you yeah. know things such as how to work out 10 percent on a bill if you're out eating or being the tallest in the morning or throwing throwing away the cotton in your medicine bottles I yeah mean, hey you know so this i found this next one quite interesting and we do this anyway we kind of do this kind of like yeah. you should sleep with your door closed sleeping with your doors closed will help protect you from smoke and toxic fumes in the event of a fire and for more information on how to rest better at night check it says 50 tips for your best sleep ever so i get i've never thought about it as regards to a fire no because you're not really ready you don't want to prepare for your house to burn down do you but mm. i guess it's a good thing to be aware of the steps that you can take but yeah. then if you live in a house where you've got children mm. you're not doesn't matter if your door's closed or not you're still going to open the door to go and sort the sort children, the children out. out so yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i guess it reduces the risk of you dying in your sleep if the door's mm. closed mm. you're less likely to be troubled by the fumes but yeah oh scary it's it a scary, scary one that one 
So sleeping in a cold room can help you slim down. <laughs> really? <laughs> sleeping in a cold room can help you slim down. Oh, Just a single month of sleeping in 66 degree room helped increase subjects' fat burning ability by as much as 10% according to research. Now, that makes a bit of sense, isn't it? Because the fat is there oh, in order burning. to insulate us, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess you're if you're cold, cold. You're, you're going to burn the fat a lot quicker or you're going to rely on that fat to keep you warm, right? I just, I can't be cold. Can't be cold? I cannot be cold. I am that person. You don't sleep with your heating on? Sometimes it's oh. on, sometimes it's not. But I'm that person that sleeps with a duvet and a blanket mm. but will put my leg out of the car. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does that. I'm like, that, like just pull yeah. the blanket back and get the arm out and the leg out, just to cool down. Yeah, just to, because it's. I think it's a lot to do with comfort, comfort as well. Yeah, a lot to do with comfort. That whole yeah. being warm and toasty in bed and getting a good night's sleep. But it's saying if the room is cold, it will way. help you slim down. Mm. So we spoke last time of drinking water remember water diet, yeah. and all those kind of things but sleeping in a cold room will do the job will do the job for you will do the job for you so next one you'll yawn more often than you eat breakfast over the course of a lifetime you'll yawn approximately two hundred and fifty thousand times according to one expert on the subject if you live to 70 that's about 10 yawns a day i yawned so much today that I was all yawned out. Really? Literally. I was so tired. Oh, dear. I've been tired. Uh, yeah. Lots of yawning. But what is what is yawning all about? That's it's your body trying to get in a big gulp of oxygen, isn't okay. it? Okay. See, we're so wonderfully made, aren't we? Yeah. The way that our bodies, without us even thinking not about even, it. Yeah, knowing yeah. why we do certain things, our body does it for a reason. Yeah. Wonderfully made wonderfully made and it's this fantastic huh? but 250,000 times yawning so do we not eat breakfast over 250,000 times in our lifetime mind you I don't really eat breakfast. don't eat breakfast every day though do you no whereas you're more than likely well it says we yawn 10 times a day at a minimum mm. Mm. and not everybody eats breakfast no not everybody breaks their fast no not everyone breaks their fast yeah. well I break my fast around and that's what it is, breaking fast. So I yeah. guess we all eat breakfast. But they just put it in the morning. Yeah. And it's so funny, beautiful people. We took our cat to the vets last week. She had a little an operation. And um, the way the vet was saying, right, okay, so for her breakfast and for her dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she's a cat. But like, you know, you're supposed to feed them like two, three and often, she said. Like, in the wild, if they eat over three days... They're happy, isn't it? No, they would eat little and often in the wild. Yeah, exactly. That's but what she told you to feed them. Obviously, we do feed the cat. <laughs> do feed the cat. Don't take it that we don't feed the cat because we do. <laughs> but I just found that quite funny that she'd say we've got to give it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, but I think vets are though are the not the extreme. They're the ones that will like pamper their animals mm. and really. You could see. Yeah. She. she well, I'm making an assumption here, but I had a feeling that she was single because she talked a lot. She really oh talked a lot. I met off a donkey oh and we were just really dying to get out there. But you know when he, someone's talking and talking and talking and you just can't get away? Yeah. 
that's that's tough. That's, that's you know, no one's talked to at home. Yeah, and that's sometimes with um, people that are on their own that they they need that, don't they? Yeah, that conversation. So if you come up against them, then you're more bound to um, have a long conversation. Yeah, with them. someone like that. Oh, well, I guess we've got to give them the time, but sometimes when you don't have the time, it's a bit tough, right? Yeah, exactly. A little bit tough. So that's should we do like ten? Should we do ten? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the next one, which is only actually true of a certain age, you can't breathe and swallow simultaneously. Mm. This is because the food and fluids we swallow and the air we breathe in both travel down the same part of our throat according to a registered psychiatric nurse james steinmetz that's true but babies do babies can yeah Yeah. so when they get to like i can't remember what age it is i think it's between six and 12 months Mm. because when they're feeding they can still breathe yeah um but there's a point where that flap that was allowing them to breathe and whatever at the same time it closes so it closes off the breathing tube like the and then it goes off yeah. the yeah so babies can but we obviously can't breathe and swallow at the same time because when we do we end up <coughs> coughing and choking <laughs> i just tried to do it yeah really see it's just, no, just not it's just you not it. so it's all a protection again yeah the way our bodies are so wonderfully made it's just the protection so that the fluid doesn't go on our lungs isn't mm. it wow so fake smiles did you know that fake smiles can hurt you now i didn't I know do. that it turns out that faking happiness can hurt your health. For a 2011 study published in the Academy of Management Journal, research looked at the behaviours of bus drivers, a profession where people are required to have many friendly interactions throughout the day, and discovered that people withdraw from their work while putting on a smile for show, and that that could have long-term de- de- deleterious health effects Mm. I actually yeah I get that because the more you got to put on a a show yeah the more like oh it's tiring isn't it like I find that when we go gigging what that you've got to put on a smile and just pretend like you like being yeah, there like the, with well, all the people i know that not even with all the people because we don't have to really mingle these days like that like how we did before and you know you'd like to be out in the crowd and stuff but mm. it's it's almost like i remember being really really tired on mm. the last one because we done one on the friday then we done one on the saturday yeah so tired and i couldn't i had to just do a funky dance and just shake myself out of it and then yeah. get back into the mode because sometimes it's getting up for work it's the same you, you, you're exhausted and yeah. you've got to go and you've got to deal with the day you've got to deal with people you've got to do certain things mm. and sometimes you're just not in the frame of mind for that i found of late mm. i'm getting up like before i would sleep my alarm would go off and i'd snooze it and snooze it and snooze it and i don't know what's happened I mean, just my mindset towards work at the moment is a yeah. bit on the fence. Um, so, but when my alarm goes off, I can't sleep past my alarm. Okay. So once it's sit, sometimes I'm up even before my alarm. Yeah. And just readying myself. That's good. That's really good. But then I'm tired. Do you know what? <laughs> what is that? What? What's going on? This morning we got up and went to the gym. Cause, oh, that's good. Because we've been. I've been tired. Yeah. And obviously on half term, but 
I found when you get up and go to the gym early, it sets you up for the day. You have more energy. Yeah. More energy through, you know. I wish I could go to the gym oh, in the mornings. We can, five o'clock, man. No. 5 a.m. club. Join the 5 a.m. club. That's a great book. And then by the time I get to... I have burnout at three o'clock at work. (laughs) I hit a wall today about three o'clock, halfway through a meeting. Mm. And tired, did the tiredness just come on? Yeah. And did you have to fake smile for that? No, I said that I'm tired. <laughs> That's good. So, so Alicia's own I'm like, yes, I'm you just tired. Got to own it. You, I think not being fake with people, no. but just owning it. Like, I feel sorry for the bus drivers, but yeah, most bus drivers, hard. they don't really smile. They just kind of look at you and make sure you pay to get on. My bus you know, driver but, made me laugh today. What did he do? So this morning, and I don't know if he did this on purpose, but I felt like he did. <laughs> this morning when I was waiting for the bus, mm. there was a lady who was a little bit further down than me. Mm. And she must have put her arm out for the bus to stop. Now, I had stood maybe two people away from her near the actual bus stop bit where the sign is. And I saw the bus driver look at her as he's driving towards us, look at her, then look at me, and then he drove the bus up to her and then moved (laughs) forward a bit. (laughs) When I got on the bus, he was like... (laughs) <laughs> he just gave me that nod and that wink he's like good morning I was like yeah that was a nice way to Set start you up the, day. the day yeah that's lovely he was a nice bus driver he didn't drive wild and it's all well. good to have a nice uh, nice smiley face oh, so maybe that's why it's just nice to have someone that is greets you in the morning yeah. and makes you feel welcome but it says it does say it turns out that faking happiness so it says faking happiness can hurt your health yeah. so I think it's the it's best to be real with ourselves. And, you know, if if you're not feeling something or someone, just say, Do you know what? Right Same now question. it's just not 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 my portion mm-hmm. kind of thing. And just be straight and get on. Get yeah. on with it, isn't it? This is true. Yeah. This is also true that babies don't have kneecaps. <laughs> they do have kneecaps. It's just that they aren't made of bone. They're made of little bits of cartilage. So that bit in between your bone, yeah, that's what it's made up of. <clears throat> that hasn't yet ossified now. into bone. So ossifying means it hasn't hardened Fused. into bone. Mm. And for more... Oh, I don't need to read that part. So <laughs> but it's yeah, like, it's hard. So where's your cartilage is in between in your between kneecap your... and the, the, the knee? It's the place, isn't that the place where the, the bone meets? That's cartilage. Fluid. Oh, the, is that the fluid in between? Fluage. Fluid. It's not fluid, it's like, you know when you, this is going to sound like, you know when you're eating chicken, yeah. Okay. And that little jelly bit at the top that like you can just kind of, it's jelly, but it's yeah. hard jelly. Yeah. That's what it is. Wow. And then the kneecaps are at the front, right? Yeah. Yay. So they have got kneecaps, but that hard bit that we feel is i'm gonna i'm gonna feel that my my friends just had a baby so i'm gonna go start fiddling with his knees but um that part there is soft it's not hard yeah yeah like ours as you get it seems to have gotten harder as you get older look it's like i'm knocking the door you can hear it as you get older well no as you get younger should i say (laughs) (sighs) number 10 the color of the color you see in pitch darkness has a name (laughs) if you close your eyes in a complete dark room when you open them the color you see is called Yijin Grau. Yijin Grau. Yijin Grau, which means intrinsic grey. It's the mm. shade of dark grey people see when there's no light. Oh, yeah, that colour. Oh, yeah, yeah. You it's know like when you wake up in the black. night time? Because it's not, 
it's not it's not dark in here, Lily. No. So it's not going to work. <laughs> Sorry, I just closed my eyes to try this out. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm going to do one more because this happened today. You know that it did rain a little bit. Yeah. And it's just the smell after the rain. It does smell, doesn't it? You know mm. that funny smell after rain? It's called petrichor. Okay. And it comes from an oil plant that exudes that dries on the ground. So when it rains, the oil combines with a byproduct from a type of bacteria to produce the smell. Yeah, because mm. some areas that you go... There was one by my cousin's house and there's a plant outside her house and it stinks. Mm. But it's not like a, you know, it's not like a foul, it's a nasty smell. It's a natural smell. smell. Yeah, yeah. And it always smells like that after it's rained. After the rain. So mm. that's called petrichor, that smell that we smell from after the rain because it comes from an oil plant that exudes, that dries and it dries on the ground. So that must be from, you know, the cycle of the water... Mm. Is that what it is? What do they call that cycle of the water it says, that goes up into the clouds? Oh, photosynthesis. Yeah, is it photosynthesis and then it rains? Yeah. Photosynthesis. Oh, no, that's not photos. Photosynthesis it's, is when it makes it. It's the cycle of the rain. So it evaporates into the air, goes up into the cloud, and then it rains. About. Yeah, we'll find I can't out. Remember the we'll word. find out for you. But okay. yeah, petrichor is from plant oils that mix with the rain. Mm. So it must it must have something to do with that, isn't it? When we think about it, so I'm gonna look, Google it now. All right, so we'll have a look at look at look it up, and we will see y'all in five. This is the station with all your music in one place. When you're living with cancer, what makes a good day? Getting some answers. I had millions of questions, and I hardly remembered anything the doctor said. Mum said call Macmillan. It was just a call, and it was free. The Macmillan Support Line is here to help everyone living with cancer have more good days. So whatever's on your mind, call us free on 0808 808 0000 today or visit macmillan.org.uk. Snapbackfm.co.uk presents a Friday night call, keeping it simple. Entertainment by Mr. Funky, DJ T, Mr. Jam, Mr. Viking, DJ Tibbs, and DJ Specialist. Doors open from 10 till 4. First 50 tickets are £5. Then it's £10 more at the door. Taking place at refreshment rooms. 25 Broadway London E15 4BQ More info and tickets on birthday bookings with Head Night and Stag Nights call 07930-495-581 or 07831-540-449 or contact any of the DJs Keep it simple at the refreshment room Domination Promotions and All Flavors Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style Come and party on board the permanently moored Teresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 2NJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Musty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro, LJ Original and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. 
Emma. Get your 20 pound tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk. We ready to party again. Are All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Broadcasting worldwide online 24 7. All Flavors Radio. chat room how you doing tune in great to have you on board i'm gonna shout out to the djs over the start end and also shouting out uh mark philogene for monday night shout out dj slim hope you're okay and also lj original how are you doing, Charlie? Talk to me. Saying hi to guest 210 from Kleinograss and Brooks. 
shouting out George Flavors. And guest 491 from Hayes. And guest number eight. What's happening? I'm Trevor Lady T. I've heard a boatload of other ladies rap, but they ain't got nothing on me. I'm listening five foot one, a hundred pounds a foot. I like sophisticated folk. I live on Dom Payon, heavy up in mignon, and you can best believe that funk. Here's what I'm talking about. Enjoy McKay. Mamra, I hope you had a good day. Say a big hello to Marjak. Anisha. Hi, Ty. Isa and Naya. As well as John John and Ray Chanel.
Sending you lots of love. And sending love out to all the family. How you doing, Gal Gal? And Carlo. And Lady Goldie, Samantha, how are you all doing? And yes, that was the sounds of the Gap Band, as well as Tina Marie with Square Biz. Now, naturally, Lily, going back to our questions, do you think the questions are, should we have a look? Yeah. The first question is, let's have a look here, is, we'll look at the first question. Oops, sorry. Do you believe in karma and paying it forward? That's the first question. Yeah. As well as your fi- your fiancé, do you think it's worth your fiancé to have a sugar daddy? You're both getting paid or something like that. There's a backstory <laughs> to that. There right, is a you need to tell me because the, the backlash <laughs> there we've had. There is a backstory. The backlash we've had for that one. Really? Like, oh, oh my goodness. Dear. You know, everyone's very quiet on Facebook this week. So mm. not sure about the questions, you know, the question. But we'd love to, I'd love to hear the backstory as well. Because with every question, there is a backstory. There's a backstory, yeah. Isn't there? So not, not everything is so cut and dried and not every question no question is a silly question if, if you've asked it yeah all right so we've got to remember that and i think it's the, the fact that some maybe feel that it's a bit anal or you know the thing is kind of way. when you pose these questions on social so i post mine on instagram you post yours on facebook mm. and my response on instagram sometimes people can be a bit snarky yeah i think one of the comments was really is this a question and i was <laughs> like well. yeah it's a question because people ask it mm. there are some really random outlandish questions and we're not always going to talk about those really controversial topics that are going on in the news yeah. and things like that because sometimes you've got to have questions that are completely outlandish but they can be a bit hearty as well like mm. you know um but i know some of the responses that you get on facebook are like, well, why would you ask such a stupid question? Well, because that's the whole point in having a talk show. You ask random, quirky, out there questions. questions. Absolutely. And we're going to be delving into them very soon. But (laughs) we won't do that before. We do um, part of our history. And this is, I I was looking for um, something back in the back of the back of the day. However, our history is made, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And... Sometimes it's made with pioneers stepping forward and thinking outside the box and making the being the change that we they want to see, being the change we want to see, right? Yeah. So I was I got this article, it was from the Voice newspaper, and it was asking the question, why are there so few black school governors? Okay. And there is a call for call for action, especially in the wake of child the child Q controversy. So we know we spoke about that. A few weeks ago, Child Q, a young 
girl who was strip searched by three police and all of that is still Just under by one. In the voice, it says it's three, all three of them were. They weren't all yeah. present when she was stripped. Uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah. D- but they're all under investigation yeah. in that sense, yeah? So, because of that controversy and Child Q, they're taking it f- very far, very, very far because it was just downright despicable. The, yeah, the behaviour of everyone involved in that. It says that only 8% of school governors and trustees say that they are from black and ethnic minority backgrounds, according to a new report. I think there's two reasons for that. Mm. Um, and I've noticed this in our in the NHS as well. One is the, the term governor sometimes scares people. Okay. And when they publicise it, they don't publicise it with black faces. Right. So one thing I noticed, and I'm speaking on NHS, but I will come back to this. When we, in our trust, we have like a screensaver yeah that they change every day and when they were promoting make sure you get your covid jab da, 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 yeah. it was african it was an asian it was all black people yeah yeah people of color when they advertise oh it's time to elect your next governor it was a white man right now i wasn't the only person that noticed this quite a few people noticed it and when you don't see representation Mm. you're not really gonna go for those positions yeah and actually what is the role of a governor in school not many people know what a governor role is Mm. um they're stakeholders aren't they they're called stakeholders stakeholders yeah but it's not it's even that word is what does that mean like for the lay person that's just a parent in a school what's a stakeholder what's a governor and i think that's what it is it's not understanding what the governors do Mm. that helps support the children it's also very hard to be a governor in your own child's school because there are some topics that you will cover and you will learn things like safeguarding issues about children that are in the same school as your child that they make divulge it, that yeah that's what that's what you talk that's what is discussed at wow. governor's meetings because that, that in those meetings you have to talk about how support is being put in place mm. for you know safeguarding issues and things like that yeah um and that is why it can also be quite a challenge to be a governor in your school because you then learn that the child that's in the same class as your child has a problem and okay. you can't react and do anything about it because technically you're under you're there and you've chosen it's, to be in that role. Yeah, and it's a confidential meeting. Yeah. So what you discuss in those meetings can, can't be brought outside. Mm. Um, so I would say be a governor in a different school, but then it's what other school do you pick to become a governor of? Yeah. So you have to be aware of the schools within your community. How do you know if they need governors? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. If there's no communication that's happening, us as black parents and black people we're not going to be on the governor's board because we have no clue of what's going on. Yeah. So I guess before you even delve into becoming a governor or finding a role like that is that you find out exactly what is required of you as a person going into a school governor's role, right? To be honest, nothing much is required of you. You're just a lay person that's contributing to the betterment of the school. Right. But I think you have to be aware that there are going to be some touchy topics that are going to be covered Mm. but you also have to research you're not just going to be told oh the school down the road needs a governor you're going to need to be on things like um i'm on this thing at the moment called the neighborhood app okay um and there's like different 
groups on the app that you can follow where yeah. someone might announce, oh, such and such a school is looking for a governor and things like that. Unless you're in those spaces, yeah. you're not going to be aware of those I th- things. I think as well you can go into school websites because they do have yeah. a part there for governors, yeah. school governors and so forth. It says they're really the figure from this survey by the Governor Hub. Oh, so there's another oh, one. There's governor hub. hub comes after public outrage sparked around child queue and prompted calls for school governing board to become more diverse after racism was deemed an influencing factor mm-hmm. in the girls' treatment. Now, all that being well and set, said, do we, do us as parents, because me, you know, I'd have been all up in the thing yeah. and stuff, was unaware of school governors and becoming a school governor. That was never a thing that was put out there per se but it was it just wasn't of your interest you, i never in all the time I'm, it wasn't of your interest yeah. i think if you don't if you don't particularly if you're unaware Lish. i don't think it's if you're in if you're un, if you're not interested in education mm. you're not going to be a governor and that's right. that's how i look at it if you're not if you're not interested in being part of the educational process mm. you're not going to be your gonna go as far as helping your child with their homework if that you're not really gonna want to be in meetings where you've got to discuss you know programs and all of that kind of stuff okay do you know what i mean so some some people and some parents don't have the time Mm. can you imagine you're a nurse or whatever and you've got to go to governor's meetings then you've got to request the time off from work because you've got Mm. to go to these governor's meetings it's not easy to just say, oh yeah, we as as a community, we should all be putting ourselves forward because there is a lot of other things that you need to yeah, take into consideration. That. But then we find there's lots of parents that will take their sons and daughters to football after school or after school clubs and all that kind of stuff. So really, maybe but taking that time out to reach out and find out a little bit more. Yeah, but governors meetings to... don't happen in after school club. They happen during the day. Is it during? Oh, they're during the day. They're not after school. Okay. See, all this research will need to be to be part of that because it's yeah. it's highlighting that is why are there so few black governors and maybe it is that everyone's out working but then obviously the white parents will be out working you know it's just trying to find out a, that balance I think because yeah. it says the survey results are set against that you know the latest department for the um, latest data from the Department of Education and it shows the percentage of pupils from minority backgrounds is about thirty three point six percent across all school types mm-hmm. but up to 90 percent of the school governors and trustees identify as being from white background mm. that's that's like a third just over a third so it says from ethnic backgrounds and 90 percent are not yeah. those are the and those are the ones on these boards i'm hard to believe 33.6 are from ethnic backgrounds well they said it's four percent if it's four percent you know according to that then maybe so that's quite a 90 percent which means that only 10 percent if that are from uh black backgrounds or from ethnic backgrounds that's if they they are on school boards no so yeah so 10 percent of them because it says just eight didn't it earlier so so then what's the other because you're either from an ethnic background or you're not yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so how can you have 90 percent that are 
white and eight percent that does that's that's not math it says black and ethnic doesn't it so i don't know what other the other would be to that, be fair it's not math is not math i really right don't now. know it says that um the reports have found that more than half of governors were uh, who responded to the survey so they were over over 55 years of age mm. and nearly a third were 65 years and over oh goodness gracious that scares me yeah, I was gonna say something that I realised I need to reword what I was gonna say, but that is that scares me. Yeah, because it's not innovative people that are on your governing board. Yeah. it's people that have been in the school system what fifty years ago, fifty, sixty-five years ago. And when we think about it, beautiful people, right? Um, let's think of the young girl. Oh goodness, her name's gone from my head. The one that that was the first black girl to go to a school. Brown. Was, it, was her name something brown? Ruby Bridges. Bridges. Ruby Bridges. She's in her 60s now. Yeah. She's in her 60s now. So, if that's the case, the generation that she came... That the young students or parents of the students which school she went to... Mm. Yeah. They're only one generation removed. So, if that's the case, not saying that all white people are have racism or anything like that yeah not saying that but 90 percent makes up uh is a high percentage to the ratio within that are they not going to be really vying for students from a black and ethnic minority are they i'm also gonna be the devil's advocate here and say given that it was a survey how many black people actually honest on that survey well, it doesn't say, does it? Because it says... No, that's what I mean. How many people are actually honest on that survey? Because okay. as someone that okay. I know people that tick other yeah, or white, mm. even though they're not, how many of them are actually... So that 90%... Might not be Might not be reflection. 90%. It might be a bit, bit less, but yeah. it's still not acceptable. That the, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's hard as someone that's... it in their 30s like I, I was told as when the governor went out for our school I was told I needed to have two nominations and whatever mm. so I was lied to because actually I didn't need two nominations I could have nominated myself right so when I went to get that information I was not given the correct information and sadly it was from someone from our community it was another black person that gave me that information whether it was maliciously done or not it was misinformation and it was too when I did end up speaking to know. the head teacher it was too late the head teacher wasn't even aware that I wanted to um apply and be a governor yeah and she did say to me you know we would love to have more parents because I'm mm. assuming there's not a lot of parents on the actual governor's board. We'd love more parents. The next time it goes out, I'll let you know. But they, these opportunities are very few and far between. Yeah. So they, they only have a specific number of people on the board as well. Yeah. So you've got to wait for a place to come up. Yeah. So Kamika Boma, a trainee lawyer and incoming school governor, said that school governing boards need to reflect diverse student bodies. Mm. And this is very true. It says students need to see themselves in their governors, uh, in their governors and people who've gone through similar experiences to them. So she believes that they, that by doing so, can create better informed decisions from the top down. Mm. And it's true, isn't it? Because if our students are in a... 
uh, bubble, say, mm. and the majority don't understand their backgrounds, don't mm. understand what their needs are, don't understand a lot of things, then they're going to be misrepresented. Yeah. And things like child queue, these things are going to continue to happen. To happen. And they also you know? make quite big decisions as well. They make like financial decisions mm. and stuff like that. And if you've got a, a school that's a predominantly black school with a predominantly white board making decisions with children who may not be, you know, affluent or whatever, yeah. they may come from the more deprived areas. How are they gonna know how to support those those learners? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> it's it's yeah, it's a bit. So I mean, in light this is in light of the report findings, Governor Hub has called for schools, trust, and their board to do more to find younger and more d- diverse candidates for you know to consider recruiting as national black. So it says uh, reaching out to organisations like the National Black Governors Network to help them do so. Mm-hmm. So there is a National Black Governors Network. So we've we've mentioned the Governor Hub, we've mentioned Black Governors Network. Okay, so, I mean, this... I just feel like things like that are just so... I mean, you don't have the National White Governors Network, do you no, know what I mean? It's just, true. It just, it's so frustrating. Because it makes just a differentiation We're... that it does exist. And I know what you're saying. Yeah. And... It should just be at the, the di- governor's network. Exactly, governor's network, but obviously it's not. So Governor Hub, check it out and go and see who's actually yeah. running that and see if there are any black members on that board as well. Mm. And like we said, reaching out because we want to prevent things such as that child queue incident. Mm. And it's something, outrageous, again... Outrageous, absolutely outrageous. Um, looking in the Voice um, newspaper, that it's something uncommon, Lily. There's, it said three, about three in something, very my uh, number, three in four um, young black people are strip searched. So it's common, not uncommon. It's common, yeah. It's common, yeah. It's common. So we just thought that we would slip that in there from our history because obviously it's something that, you know, we want to be the change that we want to see. Mm. Let's reach out if we can, if we're in a position to do that. Let's just not. We'll find articles that are saying there are too many um, black governors in schools. Let's see if we can find something like that and turn things around because it's needed. It's needed, and that child hue controversy still continues, and we will see how how it goes really yeah. because you know the people are in control, the police are under investigation, so hopefully. I think they're put in, they've been put it. in positions at the moment where they're not dealing with the public. Okay. So yeah, they've not been suspended though, have they? No. When really, mind you, it, it, it's the whole level mm. from teachers through to police yep. that have to be um, held accountable in that regard, mm. as well or, as well as um, school governors yeah. and how actions. Maybe do they have a voice in those kind of things? So if you smell a child that's if you see a child that that might smell of marijuana what is the protocol i mean once yeah. they once they asked her have you got any weed on you and she said no mm. i personally and i don't know if this is what i need to ask my cousin because she works in schools what the consensus would be but if you walk past a child that smells like weed you have to take a few things into consideration mm 
would this, we have to do the same thing in the hospital if they smell a certain type of way do they live in a household with people that smoke yeah, yeah, do they you can't just assume yeah. that a strong strong smell ain't gonna be coming out of her bag that's a, that's a smell that you've been around it yeah do you know yeah. what i mean but then we walk on the street and smell it so exactly. you know there should be protocol and what are what is the policy is it was there a policy in place to say certain things and do they Again, do the same thing with cigarettes because if you're under 16 it's illegal yeah but governors do, do, do they tackle these kind of things i really would like to know what kind of things school governors are up against what kind of things they tackle mm. like we said they're 90 percent 90 percent of school governors trustees identify or they identify <laughs> as being from a white background so you know who knows we'll yeah. see y'all in five. This is the station with all your music in one place. When you're living with cancer, what makes a good day? Getting some answers. I had millions of questions and I hardly remembered anything the doctor said. Mum said call Macmillan. It was just a call and it was free. The Macmillan support line is here to help everyone living with cancer have more good days. So whatever's on your mind, call us free on 0808 808 today or visit macmillan.org.uk snapbackfm.co.uk presents a Friday night call keeping it simple entertainment by Mr Funky DJ T Mr Jam Mr Viking DJ Tibbs and DJ Specialist doors open from 10 till 4 first 50 tickets are £5 then it's £10 more at the door taking place at refreshment rooms 25 Broadway London E15 4BQ More info and tickets on birthday bookings with Hen Knight and Stag Knight's call 07930-495-581 or 07831-540-449 or contact any of the DJs Keep it simple at the refreshment room Domination Promotions and All Flavors Radio proudly present We Ready to Party Again Boat Style Come and party on board the permanently moored Theresa Joanne, King George V Dock, Woolwich Manor Way, E16 2NJ on Saturday the 16th of July. Come and join us for a splendid night of fun, music, vibes and grown-up raving. Your entertainers will be Mosty, DJ Specialist and DJ Shyboy alongside the All Flavours radio team of Ninja Man Lloyd, George Flavours, DJ Laro, LJ Original and DJ John J.E. Playing the best in soca, reggae, Afrobeat, soul and much, much more. Smart dress is essential for this one. The first 100 ticket holders will get a complimentary glass of Prosecco and there'll be food available to buy supplied by Sunset Caterers. Boarding starts at 9.30pm and we party till 3.30am. Get your £20 tickets now from Eventbrite or getyourtickets.co.uk. We ready to party again. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Broadcasting worldwide online 24-7. All Flavors Radio. Just enough for the city. 
sounds of Stevie Wonder. And how you all doing out there? Sending a big high five to Doreen. Hope you're feeling okay, my love. Guest 491 from Hayes. Guest 329 from Basildon. Guest 224 from Milton Keynes. Guest 210 from Kleiner Grasenbrook. Guest 121 from Munich. How you doing, Sonia from Berlin? Guten Tag. Sending love, hugs, and kisses, darling. Hope you're healing good. Also, shout out Charlie Muir. Joy McKay and Myrtle, Mark from the Gene out of Bremen, John Ken from Hayes. Also giving a big high five to John J.E. And shout out DJ Laro. You can catch Laro from 8 till 10 tonight. Shout out Ninja Man Lloyd. DJ Caddy. Billy Ray Valentine. Chrissy Dubs. Not forgetting Darnell, the therapist. You can catch Darnell on a Wednesday night from 9 to 11. And Charlie Muir from 7 till 9. Yeah, that was the sounds of Stevie Wonder with Living for the City. And yeah, Living for the City indeed, naturally, Lily. All these things that we're reading about, all these things that are going on around us, as well as, oh, it's too much to mention really, isn't there? When we think about it. And we're just trying to um, highlight things within our community and in ways in which we can infuse ourselves with it into our community and be that helping hand as well, just to make it that, if we can, that is. Mm. Someone did say, they mentioned as regards to that question, Leash, about um, the governors, mm-hmm. about have changed things changed in 300 years. I think that was something that they mentioned. But the thing is, it's like if we don't reach out and try and change things, then how are things ever going to change? Things have changed. I think people need to stop being cynical. Mm. Um, Things have changed greatly, but we, if we just keep on complaining and not actually doing anything about anything, then yeah, yeah, we're going to continue to see the same things happening over and over again. Mm. Um, And given the fact that this child Q incident happened two years ago, and we're only just hearing about it now, is actually quite shocking. 
um, because obviously now we're living in a time where everything is available now. Yeah. Social media does not allow you to do anything in private um, where you're not going to be brought up against, you know, certain criticism. things. Mm. But social media is also making a lot of things obvious, like the fact that I think there's this thing now um, promoting black CEOs. There's not a FTSE 100 company where there's a black CEO. So there's now a drive. Really? To, yeah. So there's now a drive to um, promote getting black people in those positions. Something 10,000 or 100,000, I can't remember what it's called. But Forbes, um, Forbes have a lot of um, Fortune 500, but are those self-made people, self-made CEOs? Forbes is not the same as FTSE. FTSE is stocks. So stocks and shares, yeah. okay. okay. Oh, okay, yes. I can, I yeah. can I hear you there. So you there, in yeah. that instance, it's getting people, getting people like us on those platforms. But us just sitting around and saying, oh, there's no one that's at the top that's like me. Well, if you just sit there and complain, they're going to not be like you mm. at the top because you're not doing anything about it. Um, and we've said this before, especially in the education system, seeing someone that looks like you yeah. is more of an encouragement when it comes to them being the person delivering the education other than the person dealing out the discipline. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so quite, It's quite funny. On Saturday, they had a, a Metropolitan Police drive um, down at the retail park right and um called marge and said oh marge you want to get your leaflet because he wants to be a detective you know he, <laughs> he did stace it but whether that's going to come through or not but um going there was no representation yeah however this week uh, coming back there was a young lady i don't know if she was a de- detective i don't know if she was a constable or what she wasn't in Uniform. Uh, the uniform and so we approached her she was approachable she was lovely yeah as well as i saw a guy on the bike a policeman a black policeman on the bike yeah. and it's so nice to see that not that they're always going to be in our favor i'm gonna lie the police were yeah. up this week why did they wire you up i went to a petrol station and for some reason every single petrol station in west london on friday was out of petrol right and i was running on empty so jay had to because we went to meet him so he had to park his van go and walk, no, take his van, go to the next petrol station, fill up the tank to come back and fill up the car. I was parked in a petrol station right next to two police car, right. two police in a like unmarked police car. Mr. Policeman opened his door on my car three times. It's almost like they was provoking a reaction oh and i was i called jay and i was like you need to hurry up and get back you need to hurry up and get back because i'm getting I i'm getting triggered know. i'm getting triggered because it's it's like they were doing it on purpose and then what he did it once did it twice then got out the car like he needed to go toilet went in looked at my number plates yeah and then went toilet whatever come back when he's getting back in the car now slam up his thing on my car Wow. Did he scratch it? No, he didn't. But I got their number plates. But then his friend got out the car. They had a little conversation. Friend got out the car, looked at my number plates. (laughs) And I was just like, you can run my plates, love. I'm legit. I don't care. You can run my plates. Yeah. Why we can't have nothing nice? Just because you can't afford it doesn't mean I can't have it. 
But they really, they were provoking a reaction. As they do. And well done, Lily, for I'm keeping calm. I'm very proud calm. of myself. Well I done am. for keeping calm. <laughs> so, I, did, I did get their number plates, though. Good. Have and, you done anything about was like, it? Mummy, it's EN59. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. But oh. yeah. So Any roads. in line with that, word of the day. Funambulism. Funambulism. Mm, have you heard that word? That I've, I've, it's very hard to even say. It's F U N A M B U L I S M. Funambulism, and it actually means walking the tightrope. I mean, then wouldn't it be called a tightrope walking? Yeah. Yeah, funambulism. So I wonder why. You're a funambulist. It's it's a show of mental agility, really. Okay, fine. So it's a show of mental agility, um, um, which the audience is oohs and ahs over. So mm. ooh, ah, you know when you do something amazing and you do a, a what do they call it? When you flip over and then oh, you yeah. land Cat's land bomb. on the tightrope, tight and it's the show of mental agility. Mm. So in context. Jason Kenney is deft exponent of funambulism, a fine art of political tightrope walking. The Alberta Premier's high wire act requires him to be suitably outraged at Ottawa's anti-energy policies, but but not so aggrieved that he incites what he calls the fear and anger roiling the prairies. So basically that's saying (laughs) that Mr Kenney is has the mental agility to deal with the political conversations that happen that he doesn't get so outraged yes. but he managed to tightrope to few be 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 a deft exponent of funambulism because yes. he's able to tight you know neatly tread the wall tread it lightly tread yeah. lightly I understood that concept. I understood that concept. The other ones that are simple, I don't really get. So it says back in ancient Rome, tightrope walking was a popular spectacle at public gatherings. The Latin word for tightrope walker is funambulus. From Latin funis, meaning rope, and ambulare, to walk. Over time, this fancy word for an impressive act of physical skill and agility also came to mean an impressive act of mental skill and agility. Funambulism. So don't forget, get a word of the day. Build your vocabulary. Get a word of the day in your inbox every day. Mm. So naturally, Lily, the question. Is, do I believe in karma? Yeah. Yeah. And paying forward. I don't understand the second part. So, you know, there's there was a really beautiful story and it was a little girl she wanted to buy a cake yeah in a shop but the mum couldn't afford to buy the cake yeah so the there was a man in the shop and he bought her a cake okay he said is it right ask mum is it alright to buy the cake he bought the cake and gave her a note and the note said pay it forward okay so many years later the there was the mum I think of no there was a woman that needed an operation mm-hmm. and turns out she has the operation and the the person was connected somehow to the girl that to the girl that got the cake okay and all she uh, what when she got the bill from the doctors all it said bill paid pay it forward wow and it was in connection with the person that had bought the cake wow in the past 
So she, the person that needed the surgery was related to the person that bought her the cake. Yes. So she paid their bill. That's amazing. Yeah, so related to, yes. So the the girl saw she the young, young boy yeah. that had grown up. And then, they, yeah, it was just, that was the karma. Okay, yeah. The future karma. I get it. I get it. So I just, I honestly believe karma is real. Yeah. Someone said um, in Facebook that they didn't, but... I said, what about reaping what we sow? Because it's the same thing, isn't it? Same concept. Karma is the same as reaping what we sow. Yeah. And I know that we've uh, read, even books that we've read, that if you sow corn seeds, you're going to get corn. Yeah. If you sow carrot seeds, you're going to get carrots. Yeah. And likewise, the same thing. Um, There's a scripture in this Bible that says, uh, do unto others as you... you want them to do to you. Exactly. You know. I feel like Christians... (laughs) Or people that believe in reaping what you sow yeah. will say karma is not real. But it's the it's the mindset. Right. It's because karma is usually based within Buddhism, isn't it? It's like a that that cycle of when you put something out into the universe is mm. what's come coming back to you. Yeah. And as someone who has spiritual beliefs i do think karma is the same as like you're saying reaping what you sow yeah, exactly. if you treat someone horribly mm. just expect that at some point you are going to get exactly the same treatment yeah. that you just gave absolutely however many years it takes to um manifest itself you're gonna get it back if you put some if you put bad oil into the car. It might drive for ten miles, but eventually it's gonna mash up. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful people? Do you think that do you believe in karma and paying it forward? Because you know it's a. Uh, I think it is good to be nice, as Tony Durrant says. There, give us a call. Okay, oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three, oh seven eight nine five. One three four seven one three, and Tony says yes. Um, do nice and be nice wherever yeah. possible, as it costs nothing and might make someone's day. It's very true. Yeah, it doesn't cost nothing to be nice. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. Is it easier to be kind or easier to be horrible? It's easier to be horrible. Do you think so? I do think so. At the moment, I mean, like I said, I'm in a place that takes a lot out of you. It does take a lot out of you, but it's easier to react Mm. and shout than to stop and think. And I'm speaking from my personal experience. In my work environment, there have been moments where I've been told I'm very reactive. And my reactiveness is just, that's who I am as a person. It's part of my personality. I do tend to jump Mm. before I look to see how far the cliff falls. Oh my goodness. (laughs) However, being being a reflective person is something I'm working on. So someone will make a statement. I was very proud of myself today. I did it in a meeting. Mm. I didn't speak. I just sat there. I listened. I didn't like what was coming out the person's mouth. Yeah. But in order to prevent aggravating the situation and continuing the conversation, I just kept quiet. Yeah. That is harder for me than just giving you a piece of my mind. Mm. And sometimes it is silence is golden, as they say, isn't it? Silence is really golden. Silence is deafening. For you, it's deafening? Yeah. Wow. It's deafening. No. Because even, you know, even when you're having a conversation... Yeah. And it goes silence. 
silent there's nothing wrong with that you know but because we feel oh no oh it might it might be boring that person i've got to feel in that space yeah. it's not always a way just let there be that space and the natural continual will, will will carry on but that's for some so i don't feel that space because i feel like oh the conversation is getting going wrong i feel that space because i'm i feel awkward Un- uncomfortable exactly it's an awkward feeling it's just like Oh, I just hate it. I just hate silence. silence. Is fine, guys. I say it to Jane all the time. I'm like, why haven't you got nothing to say? You mm, know? Yeah. But okay. yeah. Yeah, only one Bracey says he doesn't believe in karma. And as I said there, what about reaping what you sow? Yeah. As well as Ashley says, just be nice. And it's more than being nice as well, isn't it? It's yeah. doing a good deed. Or like it says, being a, a, a governor at the school, <laughs> you know, because what you, you're going to come as the karma then will be that a young person might benefit from that mm. you know so there's many avenues and ways that we can look at things mm. but i truly believe in karma or reaping what we sow in and paying things forward mm. so doing good for the betterment of other people yeah so and it's not just i know a lot of people think that karma needs to come to you in this in this instance right now I've done mm. something good today it's that man didn't starve because I gave him 50p like <laughs> so, so what's going to come to me now no because a lot of the time mm. you you do it for a feeling I this wasn't for a feeling but we went to McDonald's a little while ago and um, we were sitting in the car park mm. eating our chips or whatever and this man was come over and was digging in the bin for food. And I felt really bad. My feelings were hurt. I didn't give him the chips because I felt hurt. I gave him the chips because I wanted him to have a warm, something warm to eat and I didn't want to see him eat from the bin. But sometimes you do have to stop and think, did you do that for you or did you do that actually for that person? Yeah. Because sometimes I do think people just do things because it makes them look good or okay. for the feeling that it will give them. Oh, yeah, right. I donated 10,000 to charity. Mm. That's great. But it was that part of your surplus and that made you feel good? Or did you do it because you actually wanted to do it? Yeah. But I guess you'd give it to them because you want to. Otherwise, you wouldn't, would you? Some you know. people do it because it's a tax write-off. It, it, that's true. But, it's, <laughs> but then they've, it's, they've not, it's not, no point to it then, is there really, earning all of that and having it as a tax write-off? But like, did you give him your chips and think, oh gosh, I wish I didn't give him my, chi- give him my chips? No, I was, I was those, really you know? upset actually because then I thought after he finishes those chips, mm. tonight he might still need to go and dig in the bin. Yeah, yeah. It was really upsetting. Like, you know, would you... I don't usually get touched like that by mm. people. Mm. And it was one of those moments. And even Jay was like to me, oh, Alicia, that was so nice. You, you, you did your good deed for today. But it wasn't It wasn't a good deed. I literally felt bad yeah. to see someone digging through the bin, knowing that there was most probably loads of chips and burgers in there because we waste so much food. Mm. But I couldn't bear to see him pick up a pe- burger and eat it. It would just... Yeah. It was horrible. It's it swings around about because that's just one person's life you touch. How much about that how many other thousands yeah, exactly. of people that are out there that haven't had a warm bed to sleep in or something to eat for the day, you know. Yeah. But it's it's good it's good to reach out. Yeah. And regardless of getting anything back, it's not about what we get back from it. But it yeah, that emotion, it's mm. nice to have done something for someone else 
that makes it all worthwhile, mm. isn't it? And, yeah, sadly, we can see what's going on in the world at the moment. The world has lost control in so many, many, many different ways. And from our little um, grass apple, <laughs> grasshopper state compared to the worldwide world, world you know, mm. how, what much can we do? But every yeah. little, every mickle mecha mockle, every little does something for others. So yeah. well done, Lily, and well done for thinking of others. And that is what it's all about, isn't it? So uh, we're, go- we're going to take a quick break and then we'll see y'all shortly to discuss our scenario so do stick around thank you and if you have any um, thoughts on what we've been speaking about tonight give us a call 07895 134713 that's 07895 
Tony Braxton there. As long as I live. She's sounding hot in that one, naturally, Lily, isn't she? Mm, I do like a little bit of Tony Braxton. Yeah, she's sounding really good. I don't know what, I think that was from 2020, that album, you know, if my memory serves me well. But yeah, so the scenario, please do explain the scenario because... So the backstory is I came across a, I think it was a Reddit, and the person was saying that they have a sugar daddy. Okay. And a sugar daddy is basically an older, usually an old gentleman that pays your lifestyle, pays for your lifestyle. So they don't have no little bit money. It's like they're giving you a wage of maybe three grand a month. Wow. Maybe more, Mm. sometimes more. Taking you on trips to Dubai, paying for a lavish lifestyle, but you've got to give them little favours. As? Sometimes it's sexual favours. Mm. Sometimes it's just companionship. Okay. Um, so you will travel to travel with them to Dubai. You're not going on your yeah. own, but you travel with them to Dubai. You go As a to companion. yeah. You go to parties with them and stuff like that. They used to call them bops. They used to back in the day. They used to have a, it's a bops. Yeah. It's a bops. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but this person that was writing this yeah said I have a sugar daddy and he's funding me and my fiance. As in how? She's got a fiancé. Wow. That she's getting, in, she's married, she's um, engaged to and is getting married to. Right. And the fiancé, I can't remember if they didn't have a problem with it or they was developing a problem with it. Of course. So it was a female. It was a female. It, I guess it can work both ways, but it's more than likely a It's usually a female with a, yeah. A sugar daddy. And um, I'd have a problem with that. Would you? But he's fun, he was funding their lifestyle. So how can you? How can you meet this person? Mm. So this this fiance yeah. met this girl, knew what she was about because they were they were she was she knew the sugar daddy longer than she'd been with her fiance. So you knew what she was about. You allowed this sugar daddy to fund a lot of your lifestyle because a lot of the things that she was getting was being shared with the fiance okay and all of a sudden a couple of years down the line now you're finding issue with it did she not have a job what, what that is her job her job is that sugar is daddy job. oh my goodness <laughs> you don't need to work if you got a sugar daddy have you never heard someone say oh i need a sugar daddy so i'd have to work no <laughs> i do remember some of the girls back in the day with their books and they had boyfriends at the same time yeah like, a man that's funding know, just, their life no, it's not right. Uh, personally, I, I think the fiancé is right to say, now, babes, you've got to cut this. If not, then... And then he, what's she going to do? Well, well, she, she is he, is he going to fund her lifestyle now? She's either got two options, isn't it? Like, remain <laughs> remain in that status yeah. of, I don't know what you'd call a girl that's got a sugar daddy, and don't worry about having a fiancé, don't worry about having a future, or calling it a day but what i'm saying is that's her choice to make yes Mm. but with the sugar daddy with the fiance yeah what right does he have to say you were with him first i now want okay they're getting married but what is she gonna do now is he gonna fund her lifestyle is he gonna be the one that takes care of her is that is because her expectation is gonna be 
I've been taken care of for all these years. Why all of a sudden would you expect me to start taking care of myself? But realistically Get rid speaking. of my cash cow. <laughs> oh, wow. Get rid of my cash cow and go and work a, a nine to five because mm. your feelings are touched. What are your thoughts out there, um, beautiful people? Give us a call, 07895. 134713 that's 07895 134713 I'm not sure about that one naturally Lily let's should we have a look and see what some of the guys on Facebook have oh, said goodness let's because yeah it's gonna be interesting like said, what and get your um TikTok your Instagram I didn't have much there. on Instagram you know I don't okay. think anybody really I think one person commented yeah um that it was is it right for your sugar daddy there we go so one person said you know one person coming the man that tolerates that must be free of self-worth yeah that's true because a, a man well most men would want to look after their better other half right? right not back in the day because we're living in the 21st century yeah so things are very different in this day and age yeah However, that's quite emasculating for a man to think that some other dude is kind of funding their lifestyle. But he's been accepting it up until this point. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. can't be emasculated mm. if you've been if you've been living that life. Only one bracy says if any man says yes, then that sugar daddy has two girlfriends. <laughs> I do understand. So, it's... but my thing is, you can't all of a sudden. Yeah. You can't all of a sudden get have getting your feelings about it. Like right. you can't all of a sudden become emasculated. We're engaged now, which means we've gone through dating. You you youngsters think different. No, I I wouldn't have a sugar daddy because I right. don't think that's right. Yeah. But I'm saying if you live that life, you've cut you've gotten with me knowing this is how I've been living my life. Mm. You've accepted that. You've accepted the up gifts until now. Up, up until, until now. now. Because now you're affianced, and now now he should have thought about that before he asked her to marry Not him. Necessarily because he didn't have no, make no commitment to her, but now he's becoming committed to that person. But that's what I'm saying. He should have thought about it before he asked her to marry him. <laughs> Before you ask me to marry you, uh-huh. make sure you understand every step that is mm. involved, the pros, the cons, the consequences and the rewards. The consequences and the rewards are consequence. I've got a sugar daddy. He funds our life. The consequences, I may not want to give up this relationship. Right. The reward is so don't get married. you're living with the benefits of having a sugar daddy. We're both his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You've just answered it. Because, uh, mind you, um, El Denise Barker says, yeah, but it's called Rude Share because Bay got the Uber. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. that. got that Uber. I have no idea. Um, Dez says, how is a sugar daddy treating you both right? The question makes no sense. What you wrote may be different to what you had in mind. How about you read it properly? He's treating well, you both right. Mind. Yeah. He's treating you both right. right. He's treating yeah. not right. He's treating you both right. He's treating you both to the luxury holidays, the luxury dinners. You're both experiencing what the what the high life is. That's the word. The high maybe, life. Maybe is. the guy just doesn't 
it doesn't sit right with him and he just, he feels uncomfortable about it. Maybe that's what it is as to why he, he doesn't want it to continue anymore. Then he should have it's said quite, that before they It's quite interesting engaged. though that that is a real life scenario. And we're saying, saying to you listeners that some of these questions that we come up with, people are actually experiencing, experiencing these things. Mm. And you might think, well, that's a load of codle, uh, codswallop or whatever. But they are really experiencing these things out there. People need to come out of bubbles. You know? This is this is not this is not when back in the day when you the scandal was I think I was watching something the other day and it was um oh who was that really beautiful actress, supposedly, that was Cleopatra. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor stole Leia, Queen Leia from thingy, her mum's man. Right. Back in the 50s or whatever that was scandal back then mm. they were best friends she lost her husband in a plane crash elizabeth taylor and then the friend's husband went around and oh well, i'll just go and check up on liz and tutus her him and liz is getting married mm. that was a scandal back then now that's normal yeah that happens now and nowadays you'll be like oh yeah jim left jackie for liz like it's 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 easy conversation. Yeah. Whereas things like this, like when I, I know I sound like I know about all the sugar daddy business. That stuff shocks me. Mm, mm. I'm like, what you got to do to, to go to Dubai? No, it's okay. I'll just prefer to not go to Dubai. But then it's morals and standards as well, isn't it? I think morality, we've spoken about that being relative to culture a while ago. Nothing to do with culture now, but morality mm. that is declined. Yeah. Like for, for you even to think that that the affianced shouldn't worry about it because the sugar daddy's funding both of their lifestyles, then that does make him a bit of a, a girl. Because if he can't look after her the same way that the sugar daddy has, you have no point, reason going in going in that direction. And that's my point. He's not going to be able to fund her lifestyle. So you came into this knowing how her lifestyle was funded. Mm. It's not one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, we'll build together. Build what she's already getting built up yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. so but by someone else she's not even building herself up but what happens if the old guy pops his clogs he probably, then she's got his money she, well we think us unless she, he's got kids and that and they'd like you know still you know complain about dad's um, girlfriend girlfriend that's taking all of his money yeah know? but i mean like nowadays you've got you've got these lifestyles and even when you think of how sexualized they make everything now mm, mm. to the point where when you used to go and watch those videos online people men go and watch those videos online now there's a whole social media platform where people are exposing themselves Mm-mm. and it doesn't get seen as anything it's just normal it's normal yeah it's do you know normal. what i mean it's it is morality it is what where do you draw the line mm-hmm. when you say i don't particularly think that having a sugar daddy is a good thing. And like you said, back in the day, it was called boxing. It's always happened. Yeah. But usually the girls weren't vilified. Girls nowadays are like, oh yeah, we're going on our girl weekend and my sugar daddy's paying for it. You know, it's like all publicised. Wow. Whereas before, it'd be like, you're just... Yeah. You're a, you're a scammer. Like, why would you... Yeah. Why would you want to live that life? Also, it's a lot of people choose different things, don't they, Leish? Mm. You know, but... Definitely, the fiancé was right to say, no, you've got to put an end to it. I mean, he, he supported her because he kind of probably fell in love with the girl. 
But he obviously, yeah, because they're getting the line married somewhere. You got to draw the line somewhere. But did this, he fall in love with her money? No, that's why he would tell her that he's got. To, she's got to put put a stop to it, and he will fund her. It's a bit like a uh, Mary J. Blige's husband, ex husband. Right. Um, he went off with her protege. Okay. And the protege was only with him for Mary J. Blige's money. <gasps> So he, he got offered a certain amount, a certain amount. Yeah. And it really wasn't enough for this young girl because she's she got off and married some other rich guy. Oh, no. And the, the guy, I think he got awarded something like 40000 a month or something. And that was <laughs> oh, not enough I, for I thought her. you was going to say 40000 <laughs> That wasn't enough for the, the young girl's lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 40000 a month. Me and Jay was talking about yeah. this the other day. So, <laughs> and he made mention that I think it was Ronaldo gets paid 600,000 a week. Mm. And I was saying to him, when you've, once you've bought your house, you bought a couple of cars, you go on holidays every couple of days, what are you doing with the other 1.2 million that you're making every two weeks? Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, that's what billionaire is. It's a billionaire lifestyle, isn't it? When you think about it, their 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 money, they could never spend all their. Well, you can, I guess, they could spend all their money, yeah. but it's a constant flow. And then you get used to a lavish lifestyle. You get used to to you got to maintain all that. Yeah. But then it's funny. There's a book out there, beautiful people, called The Little Red Book, and it highlights a point. It's by an anonymous writer, but it's really good because oh, it's wow. all about manifestation and everything, and it highlights a point that whatever we ask for mm-hmm. make sure we're prepared to take everything that, that goes comes with it. with it yes and a lot of the time yes. we're asking for things like that guy going through the bins for instance lily mm. we don't know what his backstory is and we said he could be what remember we done the one with beggars millionaire. <laughs> that were millionaires right yeah so we don't know what he's asked for to put him in that position yeah or what situation he was in to put him in that position likewise with the young girl mm. or the fiance of the young girl mm. he wanted her but he had to take whatever goes with it with, if yeah. he wants to maintain that yeah and in everything in life whatever we ask for whatever we're working towards we got to know that when these things come into our lives mm. that we got to take everything that with goes it. with it yeah and that's one thing that we all we can tend to forget mm. that you know that there are things that come with the things that we ask for good with the bad good with the bad do you want to get the book up there naturally lady because beautiful people oh. have come very close to the end of the evening i'm going to say big high five to george flavors thank you governor for keeping this um f- uh, boat afloat and talking about boats we do have a party coming up on the 16th of july and um, you can get the tickets on eventbrite uh posted one of the, the I've posted the link in the chat box so do feel free to have a tap on that the tickets are only 20 pounds so feel free to go on and book that it's going to be a great night with a few of the DJs from the station playing there and um, yeah it's, it's let me just give you a few of the details here so it's the let's pass ready to party again 16th of July 2022 on board the luxurious Teresa Joanne King George V dock. Okay, tickets are £20. You get them on um, Eventbrite. And yeah, come and join us for a splendid night of fun music vibes 
and grown up raving so that's happening this year there'll also be food available to buy on the night and also a free glass of Prosecco for the first 100 ticket holders to board all right so that's sounding like a really good night if you're not doing anything on the 16th please come and join us down there and this will be a chance for all of the DJs to meet up together as well which will be fantastic naturally Lily so the point I made today is based on the fact that we cannot swallow and breathe at the same time okay um but I don't know how that links here yeah. <laughs> it says 4.55 stop gargling to help your sore throat gargling when you have a sore throat is the equivalent of rubbing your eyes when they're sore instead drink soothing warm but not hot liquids with a spoonful of honey mm. to help your throat heal honey's good it's very good but not too much because you can can poison you it can give you botulism <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. always giving out the random facts on the show always Sorry, giving out the random facts you know so that, you know we have a dj going live every single night please feel free to check out please feel free to check out the schedule and you can see there who's going live i'm going to give, give another big shout out to charlie muir you can catch charlie tomorrow it's from seven till nine as well as darnell the therapist from eight oh nine till eleven as well as uh, dj Lara tonight from eight till ten all right so thank you so much for coming on board and uh, mark philogene pele from hoxton joy mckay and myrtle uh, guest 132, guest 210, guest 329, guest 491, and guest number 8. And I guess all we have left to say, naturally, Lily, Lee, Lee, Eels. We'll see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side. Take care. Good evening.
Don't you know 